this is Kelani Williams, and you are listening to Moderation. What's up, guys? I'm back with episode 6 of Moderation. I wanted to say thanks to those who have reached out to give feedback. It's kind of cool to see and hear people try things differently just because I've decided to talk about my own experiences. So thank you for listening. Today, I wanted to get on a more personal level with you guys. My plan was to talk about a completely different topic, and then it just didn't feel right for this episode, so I switched it up last minute. When I was in Hawaii, my friends and I played the game We're Not Really Strangers, and one of the cards said to have the other players use three words to describe you. This card led me to start thinking about how I would describe myself. For a while, introvert would have been a top three word I would have used to describe Kelani Williams. While that term is still somewhat applicable, I wouldn't consider it top three anymore, and I believe it's because I've come to understand that I can hold middle ground or have some moderation in the social sense. I was raised on the notion that family is all you have, and I think that scared me out of forming other relationships with anyone outside of family without me really knowing it. Please note that this is not me blaming or condemning my parents, this is just how I perceive the way I was raised. My parents have never really been the type to have groups of friends that they hang out with. They'll have a select few over the years, and with every season of life, people have come and gone, so that kind of confirmed my intention to only have lasting relationships with family. Being that I'm the oldest in my family, and I'm a girl, I grew up knowing the more protective side of my parents. For a long time, it would be a process to try and hang out with someone. My parents would have to find a time to meet their parents, exchange phone numbers, and then from there, they would decide if I would get to hang out with them. It just felt easier to tell people I couldn't hang out than go through a series of questions just to be told no by the end of it. Another thing to note is that my dad is pretty independent and stubborn. I look up to those attributes in most regards, so I applied that to myself. So take a protective family and add it to an independent and stubborn individual, and what do you get? in my case, an introvert. Now, just take a second to look at this from my perspective. If I was self-sufficient enough to do everything by myself, and it was a big deal to try and convince my parents to let me hang out with people, then what's the point of putting myself out there? Why have any kind of relationship with someone if it's just going to be surface level? Does that kind of make sense? Anyways, I believe this is why I became more of an introvert. I considered my time better spent when I was developing different skills or hanging out with my family because that's what I knew I could count on in the end. People come and go and trusting everyone makes you vulnerable. Introverts are known to be quiet and that's usually the case for me. Sometimes people perceive my quietness as being mad or bored. In most cases, I'm quiet because I'm listening to the conversation, observing, or thinking about what to say. If it's a more casual or new setting, I'm usually just preoccupied with observing and listening. If I'm intently listening, I'm listening for where they use cadences, how their voice fluctuates, the language that they use frequently. When I'm observing, I'm paying attention to their body language or tics, things like that. People have a lot to say in their body language and actions. There's a reason the saying is actions speak louder than words. I believe that I have a good acuity for reading people because I spend a lot of time observing mannerisms and listening. When you can quickly pick up on people's mannerisms, it makes it easier to gauge how they might react to something and helps you sense how you can better communicate to them rather than communicate at them. 
I kind of feel like a crazy person saying all of this out loud, mostly because this is stuff I haven't realized is going on in my head. I wanted to mention there's a book called Psycholinguistics by Patrick K. Porter that goes into detail about neuro-linguistic programming. Basically, it's a process in which you break down thought patterns and speech patterns and rebuild them so you can change habits in a more efficient manner. If you're interested in learning more about picking up on the different ways we communicate, I'd recommend the book. Later on, I'd like to do an episode talking about neuro-linguistic programming because it's something I find intriguing. Anyways, back to what I was saying, the other reason I'm quiet comes down to me thinking about what I'm going to say. I feel like I've always been aware of the fact that my words mean something. To me, when I talk, it's almost as if I'm solidifying what I'm thinking. I don't think out loud very often because, to me, it's less organized. I shouldn't be concerning everyone with what I'm thinking, and not all thoughts need to be spoken. In last week's episode, I talked about how words affect your environment, and that goes for what you are thinking as well. When I was in school, my parents would sometimes sit my sister and I down and lecture us for like an hour about needing improvement in one way or another. And by the end of it, they would be asking what we thought and ways we would like to go about improving whatever it was. They would sit and wait for an answer from me, and I could never get words to come out. In those moments, I would always have a lot that I wanted to say, but knew my words would be emotionally driven and didn't want to say things I didn't mean. So I would stick to being quiet until I could figure out how to articulate what I was thinking and feeling. That's one reason I'm hesitant to answer how I'm feeling because I know that once I say how I feel, I'll put myself into that state. So it's really just me being cautious. So this whole personality of being quiet and not really hanging out with people was pretty extreme for a while. I got to ninth grade and started to see that this attitude that I was projecting outwards was affecting my opportunities. I ran for historian, which was part of the student body officers, and didn't get the position. Now you may consider that type of thing a popularity contest or not, but I'm a firm believer that people are connections. It's not about what you know, but who you know. I came out of the experience a little discouraged. It was something I really wanted because the position consisted of taking pictures and organizing, and that's something I'm good at. I went on to run for the position of ninth grade senator and landed that, but still was a little disappointed. So this is where my attitude and personality started to shift a little. Sophomore year, I decided to try out for cheer because it seemed that being on the team would provide a lot of connections and opportunities to be more involved and practice my communicating. The idea was a little uncomfortable, but I knew that it had the potential to be beneficial. I was definitely right. Making the team meant making the commitment to go to events with large groups of people. It meant oftentimes being in the spotlight at those events. Making the team also meant having a bunch of other teammates you have to figure out how to work with. That meant I got out of the house more and was just more exposed to people in general. I came to realize that I enjoyed being in the spotlight. I liked feeling the adrenaline of having all eyes on me. The experience on the cheer team definitely helped me step outside of my comfort zone and my beliefs that I don't need anyone's help for anything and... While not every relationship may be long-lasting, the experience of it can act as an influence. I started to understand that being able to socialize and be around people was just as important as self-development and spending time alone. When I worked the customer service job, I saw it as an opportunity to work on my communication. I spent my entire workday talking on phones to people. I got better at gauging how a conversation would go just based off of the tone of voice someone had. 
I learned how to de-escalate a situation just with the words and tone I used. All things I envisioned an extrovert would easily do. I've become more versed in the mannerisms of an extrovert and have found that more opportunities come my way. Now, I'm not saying every introvert needs to become an extrovert and not every extrovert needs to become an introvert. Rather, I think that there should be a good middle ground. There is benefit to both. As someone who believes they're getting better at practicing both, here are some ways you can exercise either or. If you're an introvert, start complimenting people more. This is something that's really easy because everyone appreciates validation to some extent. It becomes a good basis for conversation. When you're sitting at home and get invited to go out, just do it. I know that you're comfortable with just laying in bed watching Netflix or something, but sometimes being surrounded with different opinions in a new environment can be refreshing. I find that sometimes that's exactly what I need. Invite someone to try something new with you. Trying new things can be a daunting task to do alone, so bring someone with you. Spend more time outside. It's easier to make steps like going out with people or going to events when you're willing to take smaller steps like just going outside. If you're an extrovert, learn to be quiet. I've had friends who are uncomfortable sitting in silence. It's been explained that they feel like something needs to be going on or needs to be said, but sometimes you can learn things only by being quiet. Go do something by yourself. Don't care what it is. It could be going to see a movie. It could be getting ice cream. Just spend some time with your thoughts and embrace what comes to mind. Instead of going out with people, spend the night in. Maybe watch a movie, cook dinner at home or something. It's not the end of the world if you miss out on one night. I still find that a lot of times I enjoy staying in and watching a movie or going on walks by myself. I still am quiet for the most part, but on the other hand, I'm also willing to go hang out with the big group or work out with people. I'll put myself out there to be the conversation starter. Overall, taking the time to practice the mannerisms of an extrovert has thoroughly helped me to appreciate and trust my relationships with those around me. It's also taught me it's alright to need and ask for help. Being able to do both has helped me understand people so much better and ultimately, people are connections. I hope that this episode has shown you're capable of the same. Alright guys, that's all I have for today. Thank you guys for listening. As always, if you liked this episode, please give it a rating and or share it. I hope you guys all have a good day and I'll be back next week with a new episode of Moderation. Yeah.